ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, January 29th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. We got a special guest coming up on the program this afternoon. The head coach of the Marshall women's volleyball team, Ari Agnes, joins me. She's got a match to tell us about coming up this week. Volleyball finally gets to go out and play. So she's going to talk to us about that. Also, as I mentioned, your phone calls. And we've got a couple of things to get into. Uh, I think first and foremost, I want to mention to you that Temple coach John Chaney has passed away at 89. Uh, If you remember Chaney, uh, he was... uh, Always a charismatic character. He joined Temple in 1982, and he turned that program around, led it to 17 NCAA tournaments, five NCAA regional finals. The Owls had never made it to the national tournament in back-to-back seasons until he got there. And under Cheney, five straight from 84 to 88, and then made it 12 straight from 1990 to 2001. So Temple really became a perennial tournament team under Cheney. He passes away at 89. So uh, very, very sad for the world of college basketball. If uh, you're a little too young, you don't remember John Cheney, uh, do yourself a favor and, and look him up. Uh, you'll see what he was able to accomplish. I mean, some coaches win national championships and they're remembered for that. Cheney never winning a national championship with Temple. Of course, he had won championships prior to coming to Temple at other institutions, other divisions, but you remember him for what he was able to accomplish. I mean, come on, you think of Temple as a basketball power? Well, you didn't until Cheney got there, and then Temple was able to really become a school that was a perennial power, a team that always made the NCAA tournament, it felt like. And as I mentioned, 84 to 88, and then 12 straight from 90 to 2001. Speaking of traditional basketball powers, Kentucky. It's been a a really offbeat season for the Wildcats, and it continues to become that way as the SEC announced today that the game has been canceled due to a combination of positive testing, contact tracing, and quarantining of individuals within the Kentucky basketball program. So that doesn't mean to me just the team. That means the team and more They're also going to halt activities. This is coming from Kentucky in a uh, a separate release that the basketball program is going to halt activities for 48 hours because of the positive cases. Not case, cases. So it's going to be interesting to see when we can get UK basketball back on our radar as right now. I mean, this was an opportunity. Playing host to number five, Texas, on Saturday, that was going to be a big deal, right? You think sometimes a Kentucky's the big deal. But if Kentucky could have won against Texas, that would have been really a nice way to start getting the season turned around the way Kentucky fans expect. So instead, uh, right now it's sort of on pause with the Wildcats. And then if you're a baseball fan, and if you were a Cincinnati Reds fan, 
you're a fan of Ken Griffey or Ken Griffey Jr. Well, Griffey Jr. joining MLB as a senior advisor to Commissioner Rob Manfred. That coming out today. He's going to focus on a lot of things, but baseball operations and youth development with a focal point of improving diversity at the amateur levels. And that's a great initiative because youth sports are where you find your future Hall of Famers, your future pros, your future players, the youth sport level. And you want to make sure that everyone can play that wants to play, for one. Two, if you're talking about an ambassador for the game of baseball, someone that everyone likes universally, just about, it's Ken Griffey Jr. And so that's a perfect person. He's a perfect man to, to take this task on. And that's where baseball, I think, has had problems over the last several years. It's just, you know, how is this sport playing to the youth? I mean, you see youth soccer increasing. You see other sports and other activities growing in stature and kids are playing. And I don't have solid numbers in front of me, but you know how many kids are playing baseball compared to soccer? How many kids are playing baseball compared to football and other activities? And so you want to bring as many kids in as possible. I mean, same thing with hockey. You're trying to develop hockey. That's going to be a tougher draw, and at least in a lot of southern states, because it's a natural sport in cold states. In cold weather states, I mean, kids playing on the ice ponds, that's just natural. With baseball, you need a bat and a ball. We're talking the Sandlot, kids. Where's that at? Do you see that? Is the Sandlot even relevant today? Is it valid? I mean, you have youth baseball, and I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's pretty organized. Sometimes the parents kind of, I shake my head at the parents sometimes because you think this is the World Series, but that's a side note. Is it really, I mean, are you seeing kids out in the park playing baseball? I mean, you're seeing the youth sports, you're seeing that, that that's going on. And we're kind of blessed, we have that. That's a good area, you know, to talk about improving, but we have that here in the region. That's something that, yeah, I see kids doing as a, you know, as an actual formal activity, but do you see, you see kids in the park just playing? I mean, I don't think you could have a, a movie like The Sandlot happen today because kids just don't do that. They don't just spend their summers riding their bikes, trading baseball cards, going into uh, that yard with that crazy dog to try to get the ball back. You know what I'm talking about. If you've seen the movie, by the way, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the movie. Are you even are you even trying? We'll turn our attention to volleyball when we continue. Ari Agnes is coming on the program. I haven't talked to Ari in a, in a short bit. Always fun to get her on the program. She brings a, a lot of excitement and energy to the show and everything she does. So we're going to talk to her when we continue. We'll get your phone calls in later on. The White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. More coming up, including Ari Agnes, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour presented by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure and joining us now on those White Claw phone lines, the head coach of the Marshall women's volleyball team, Ari Agnes. Her squad getting set for finally action. We're actually talking about a matched finally, Coach. Are you excited? <laughs> when we get there on Sunday, yes. <laughs> no, we are we are really, really excited. There's it's it's all just you wait until kind of the last second to just make sure everybody's gone through all of the COVID protocol. And and once we get that final big deep breath of being on the bus and getting there, then I think. But but yes, we are we are so excited, anxious, nervous in a lot of ways. We haven't played since November twenty second, um, so that's like a, that's a, just a really long time. And I think that we're just ready. <laughs> it's like you want to just put your face in your palm and just we're just ready. I don't think I even remember you know how your sport is played. Um, it's I don't been, It's been that long. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a net, there's a ball, right? I mean, is there a puck? Is there a bat? I mean, how do you play? What is this volleyball thing? I know. Trust me. It's like we get in the gym and, and it's just not the same. It's just, it really is exciting. It is. Everybody's doing such a great job around here to keep us all healthy and safe. And, and the girls are doing a phenomenal job to, to do the right things and, and to keep us out of being quarantined and all that good stuff. So we, we're just thankful and, and blessed to be able to have the opportunity. And we're, I can't say it enough, we're just ready. And, and whether that means that it's a win-lose or, or whatever it looks like, you know, we, you could make every excuse in the book and, and we're not looking at, at it that way. We are just trying to put our best foot forward 24-7 um, and, and go with such a positive attitude because we are, we are allowed to play. Um, so I think whatever happens, we're just going to be really happy we get to see somebody else across the net other than ourselves. What are the protocols for volleyball? I know each sport has a, a different level, a different methodology, all the sure. same thing, but what is it for volleyball? We are, you know, so we'll have, we have our masks on all the time when, when they're actually playing, if they're in the match, they get to take them off, but everybody else on the sidelines will have them on at all times. Um, and then we'll get tested three times a week. And then the day after you compete, when you come home, you get tested. Just make sure you didn't catch it there, right? That we didn't get something from one of their players. And it's, it's really impressive how much all of the sports medicine staffs are working together to like have these communication lines open um, because they're the truly the heroes behind all of this. And I think that they get very unnoticed with everything because they are here six in the morning until 10 o'clock at night and never complain and they do everything they can, but they're the ones kind of guiding us in the right direction. Um, but we, we take every precaution. We, we social distance as much as we can on a bus. We put people near, you know, roommates so that if they do get quarantined, we wear N95s and glasses on the bus. And then um, once we get there, once we have gotten all of three negative tests before going, and then you test again, once you get back to then make sure it's you're good to go for that next weekend. Um, so it's a lot of COVID testing, but I think we're I think we're all becoming pros at it. And um, and Marshall makes it really convenient with with how we're able to test and how often we're able to test and just how seamless it is. Um, but yeah, lots of masks, lots lots of hand sanitizer. We'll sanitize balls and and do all of that kind of stuff. And and a lot of it's conference up to conferences, and and then we all just have to agree on and and kind of mesh it all together. So it's a lot, but I will tell you that. 
I just wait until our, our medical staff has said we're good to go, and I leave the really tough work to them. <laughs> the travel's also interesting. I was talking to Coach Mercer the other day, and he's telling me that, yeah, we can't eat in the van, we can't do this, we have to. If we eat, we'll get something, and then we're going to sit outside and eat. We can't even uh, yeah. Yeah, do that. Is that pretty much the same for you? Yeah, yeah, and these are, those are all like Marshall guidelines, so all of that is all the same, and, and we'll order stuff, and as long as we're somewhere where they can space out, they're, they're able to eat, but they, you know, on a bus, so confined, and it's all circulated air, doesn't really make sense. So, so we will eat before we get on the bus and then before, you know, right when we're done and then we get to leave. So, um, so it's all, yes, all the same. And we'll charter bus everywhere. We only fly one time until we make it to the conference tournament and then we'll go to Southern Mist. And, and, and so it's not horrible, you know, it's, it's just, I guess that we're just looking at like whatever we need to do to be able to play is, is what we're going to do. You look at the schedule, it's a little little thin compared to years past for uh, for any volleyball <laughs> Very game. Thin. Very thin. It's truncated. Uh, but you have Xavier start out, and then you get into conference play, and then you welcome Xavier in. So you know, what were the challenges in trying to put together a schedule? Because really you have conference and you have Xavier. That's it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, we've worked really closely with Xavier, and, and we felt like it was easier to do a home and a home than to try to find two or three more schools to make sure they do the same testing as us. And, um, and they've been really nice and easy to work with. So that's been good. And, and it's really good competition, which also helps. Um, but I think that the more important piece, knowing that, you know, fingers crossed, we get a full schedule next fall is just that whatever we're able to get from the conference, we get four teams from each side going to the conference tournament. So I think that balances out the lack of games. Um, so that it's not, it was supposed to be a four team conference tournament and they upped that to eight so that everybody on each side kind of got a fair shake at it, which, which I really appreciate. Um, and then, but I wouldn't say hard. I I would just say that, you know, it's, we, we are just doing the best we can (laughs) right now. Ari Agnes joining me, head coach of the Marshall volleyball team, taking on Xavier Sunday, three o'clock first action how do you scout? How do you get ready other than working on fundamentals? Is there a scout? Yeah. Can you, yeah. Can you talk? Yeah. What's that like? For sure. So we have, uh, my staff worked so hard with watching just about every match that Xavier played last year. They returned most of their people. So, you know, they could get there and change absolutely everything up. But I think that what we're trying to go in with is like, we have, we assume this is going to happen. They also play Saturday. So we'll be able to watch that match and, and try to, to put a little, a couple of extra pieces together. But we've come up with a really specific game plan that the nice thing about this is typically in non-conference, we would play three people in one weekend. And that's a lot of people and a lot of game planning and scouting that you have to figure out. And that's really hard for the girls. You know, as a staff, we're very used to it. And it's like, we can, we can compartmentalize better when they play. It's like, well, I'm playing this person and nobody else matters. Um, so it's really cool to see that we've had a week and a half, two weeks of preparation on one team and, and they're really catching on. And, and that's how it's going to be in conference because we'll play the same team twice right in a row and, and just singular focus. So um, yeah, we've, we've just watched a ton of matches from last year to try to get to see if there's anything that, that we think could simulate into this year. And then we'll watch their match, but it's all a guessing game. Any, I think just like any sports, we could change anything at any time and you, you got to just live in the gray and not in the definite and, and so that's just all we're trying to do, but it's been nice to just focus on on one thing. 
Are you finding that this schedule is maybe not as challenging for you as a as a volleyball team as say the basketball side of things? We're playing Friday and Saturday back to back. Volleyball is used to playing multiple teams back to back. You're just playing one opponent. Yeah, I think that. Usually, like in conference, we get a day in between, um, and then it's usually a travel day because you don't stay at the same place. Um, but in preseason, you'll play three matches in a matter of two days, sometimes four. So I don't think it's completely out of the norm. It's not, you know, the, the jump count that many days in a row, a day in between would be great. Um, but I do think that it's a little bit more normal for us than some other sports, for sure. Ari Agnes joining me, the Xavier Musketeers uh, taking on the herd, going to Cincinnati, and then you look at the schedule. Charlotte, Xavier back home, then you're on the road. Yeah, you're going to FIU, you're going to Florida. I mean, that's just that's a terrible trip, Coach. It's terrible. <laughs> um, really awful. Yeah. Um, you're bringing Western Kentucky in, so you're not going to Bowling Green, but you're going to Murfreesboro. And, you know, Tennessee is a terrible trip as well. I mean, really, you look at the schedule – yeah. On the one hand, it's awful short. On the other hand, the travel's pretty nice here. Yeah. It's, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I think it, it's kind of refreshing that, like, we've gone through all this, and instead of going back to, like, okay, we're going to go here and then travel here and then back home and then here, it's like, let's all just – But I think it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and, and just play one side, and, and I think it will make not anybody's life easy you know I think nobody's life is easy right now but I think that it will make it's just a different perspective and and new so then hopefully we can go into the season with like it's not the same so everything zero zero everything's fair game no preconceived notions that we just got to finish in the top four to get there and get our chance at the conference tournament what are you looking for when you you finally get your team out there what are you looking for and who are you looking for it from um Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, me personally, I am looking for us to simulate the culture that we're building because it it 100% stands stems on the on the court, right? It's not just the off the court stuff. Um, we have preached really hard about continually being a good teammate, positive attitude, lots of effort, not getting down on yourself, not not letting frustration take over you, not having those visuals and. So for me, that's, that's going to be huge for our first match because I know that there's going to be a lot of anxiousness and I know that there, nobody's going to have their best game. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I just think that first match after how many days, it's just super unrealistic and I want them to be calm with themselves and patient with themselves. So I'm really looking for that on a physical side. Um, I'm very much looking forward to Sierra, you know, standing out. I, I think that it's just inevitable and I think that not talking about her and and thinking that she's not going to do something is just super unrealistic. She's had a great preseason since she's been back. Something's clicking a little bit harder for her, which is really nice to see. She's raising the level of expectation for herself. Um, our two middles, Destiny and Macy, um, are working so hard right now, and, and they are elite athletes. They're elite volleyball players that, that we are really, really lucky to have. Um, our ball control with our libero, Sarah Shank, she's, she's going to just – she just runs the court. She – she is not a super loud kid. She's not. Um, she's she's going to cheer for her teammates ten times louder than she ever will herself. She's selfless. She's a captain for us, um, and and she is going to do. She's going to get us out of some really big binds and, and situations that I think we take for granted sometimes because we're so used to her being there and picking everything up and really good service receives that. 
that I think that it, she's just going to be pretty stellar. And then, and honestly, our senior setter, Sydney Lostimo, she's coming into this kind of new age of who she is and a lot of confidence. And, and she is playing a game that I've not seen her play. Um, and it's, it's just been really impressive. Are you, are you already plotting next season as well? Because with the way the NCAA is allowing uh, seniors uh, to regain eligibility, come back, I guess the best way to describe it. Uh, are you looking at this team like, wow, this, if this team works out, is locked in, I've got this at least two years. Are, are, you, are you at that point yet where you just, you've got everything I ready was, to go? You're just excited? You no, know, I was more at that point when they weren't here because we could focus on it. And now that they're back, it's like, this is all we got and we're running with it. Um, the only time we talk about next year, we're adding a lot of people. And the only time that we talk about it is in a sense of culture and, and understanding that we put, we put the, we over me and, and we live that in every aspect. So um, I'm excited. Like, you know, I think that I appreciate that. I don't think that they're looking past this year because, everything matters we haven't like it's we've tried to get them to understand like okay you know mostly for seniors your senior year you got one chance it's like right now they've got two so like instead of one conference championship let's go get two of them and I think that that's kind of keeping us on track to just we we are focused really hard on just being where our feet are and and right now especially understanding COVID and not understanding COVID and how quickly things can change that every day that we get an opportunity to put our shoes on and show up and play a game. We, we are just right there. And looking past that, I think we just lose ourselves in the moment. Ari Agnes joins me, the head coach of the Marshall volleyball team. Is that a challenge as well to keep that focus knowing that, okay, I got two shots at this. No, you don't. You have the shot in front of you, right? <laughs> is, is that the, what you're preaching? Yeah, but I don't, I just don't feel it with them. You know, I think that, you know, Sydney for sure that, She'll come in, and, and we have lots of conversations with all of our kids. And she, we have an opportunity to, to very much talk about next year. And it's like, nah, like we're here right now, and, and this is all that matters. And I think that because it was, you know, our spring was cut short, not like many other sports, but our off season was cut short, that they're all just so hungry to play and get two years that, that I don't think that they're looking past anything right now. How has it been – to this point, because we talked several times last year. It feels like it was 15 years ago, Coach. Um, we're talking about everything you're trying to do to keep this team you know, mentally focused, together. Uh, finally, you've had some practice, and you've been able to to work with them. But just how how challenging has it been trying to keep this group together, recruit, schedule, everything that goes – this is not normal. This is the most you – know, <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah, fair to say. It's not normal. I don't know right. how to describe it. Right. Um, yes and no. You know, I think that as, as sure as challenging as some things may be, I just think that there are a lot of bigger challenges out in the world. And so when I put it back into perspective, it's just we've we've been really lucky with recruiting and we've been really lucky with the relationships that we've built and gotten and, and that we got kind of out there early and, and all the film that we can now watch and all the matches we can watch live. We've been watching two of our committed kids today because they're playing um, and they both look great. So like there's some really cool things that are happening now that people can't go out. And I wouldn't say it's, it's the most exciting situation, but I think that we've just, as coaches, you know, you got to figure out if you've got so-and-so out, how do you adapt? And, and with all of this, it's just a matter of how are we going to adapt 
and and make sure that it's the best thing for the program every single day. So, yeah, I, I think there are some pieces that are challenging, but I I think if everything were the same and super easy, you know, maybe we all wouldn't be in coaching because we love gray hair and, and stressing ourselves out. So maybe that's part of it. <laughs> no, I don't like stressing myself out. I, I've, I've discovered <laughs> I don't like it. So you know, I, I'm passing on that. Ari Agnes joins me, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. All right, I know we're looking slightly ahead, but February 7th, Sunday, you're facing off against Charlotte. I, I won't look too forward ahead, but how are you handling fans that are um, wanting to come see the volleyball team? What's the procedure there? First come, first serve. Um, the matches are free, but you just have to either get your tickets from her zone or, or come in. And it's all socially distant. Same as if anybody's been to a men's or women's basketball game, it's the same capacity, and we just have to sit masks on and, and stay in the sections that are that are marked off that are able to sit in. So we are we are full go and, and running, which is really, really awesome. What's the capacity? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't actually. Okay. That's fair. It's a great question. Ticket off is gonna one of that. those things, you know, my capacity of how many we can fit is my team and as long as we can fit in there, like I'm I'm okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can come, but you know, it's it's the ticket office decision, not yours, right? You you don't Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you have zero responsibility there. You're just you put the team on the court and there you go. That's you know, we, we gotta keep it simple. Ari Agnes joining me. Uh I, I'm excited for you because uh I think the football coach has been trying to steal your thunder with the high energy no, thing. No, he can have it all. No, I, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, come on now. This this is, I mean, sure, you're high energy coach, but uh, I mean, you're, you're walking on Ari's turf now. You're you're tre- <laughs> you're treading treading light. There is enough turf for everybody. He he seems awesome. He came down to our practice, talked to our girls. That was an awesome thing. Um, so we are we are on board. You know, I I think that it's. There is there's no thunder to be stolen. I think the beautiful thing about Marshall and Huntington is there is so much pride and love to go around that, that we are we are all so here for it. I wanted to ask you because it seems like we're at a point now here at this university where it, it, it goes on everywhere. This is not a new thing, but really this is the most vocal group of coaches I've seen in a long time anywhere, just rooting for each other and you know, coming to each other's practices, speaking to each other's teams. Uh, I mean, is that unusual? I mean, have you seen that at this level anywhere else in your career? You know, I think it, it just depends. I think it's up to us as coaches to make relationships with one another. Um, and, and maybe that's kind of the change. But I have. We, we had at San Francisco, we had an awesome um, Olympian that played women's basketball that was the head coach there, and Jennifer Azy, and she would come talk to our team. And it was just so natural and normal, but my head coach at the time did a phenomenal job of just spending time with every head coach whenever he got the opportunity. So it was just, it was just natural. Um, but it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy. You know, we go from being in here in the office super early and then leaving and, and being in a, in our own world that, that we like forget other people exist and that there's all the other things going on. So I think that, you know, hopefully COVID's all kind of taught us because in the trenches in here, we are all stopping in each other's offices and, and seeing how things are going and, and doing their, their very normal things. Um, but I think that that's just because here um, everybody puts such an effort into caring about everyone else. So I've had it at a couple of places, but no, I, I wouldn't say that it's normal. Um, and I wouldn't say that it's everywhere, but, but it's definitely here. And it's so nice to, to, to be a part of. Ari Agnes, my guest, my favorite coach. Don't let Woo-hoo! don't 
Don't let Kemper tell you otherwise. I have to tell him he's my guy. I would never but... listen to it, even if he tried me. Yeah, don't. I mean, and, you know, Mercer, don't let him talk to you like that either. Don't let him tell you anything. <laughs> um, I would never. Okay. I mean, they're going to tell you, no, I'm Swan's favorite, but don't don't listen to it. Don't. Just don't. I, I know the truth. I understand. Yeah, you know the deal. Um, I appreciate <laughs> you. I don't know if I tell you that enough, Coach, but I do appreciate you because uh, every time you're on, uh, I look forward to it. Uh, you're always super energetic and you put me in a better mood when we're done talking. So that's how much I appreciate you. That's how much. I appreciate you. Good luck against Xavier. Uh, We'll get you back next week, talk about Charlotte, and uh, let's hope that we're talking about the undefeated Thundering Herd volleyball team. Love it. Thank you so much. Coach Ari Agnes, thanks to her. Appreciate her coming on, joining us via the White Claw phone lines. We will get you updated on what's happening the rest of your day when we continue on today's edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. The phone lines to be a part of the program brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. I was looking forward to a fun weekend with you. We were scheduled to have heard basketball this very evening. And on Saturday, unfortunately, that not the case. The women's team, their activities are on pause as they are dealing with contact tracing and COVID-19. Of course, the men's team, Thankfully for the men, uh, they're able to continue with their preparations. They just have to move it to the next week as the Thundering Herd not able to play this weekend due to FAU dealing with COVID-19 and contact tracing. Old Dominion, the opponent for the Thundering Herd, on the road. That's coming up next week. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. And a week from tomorrow, we've got the Super Bowl for you. Next week's when it all kicks in, I think, the, the hype for the Super Bowl. This week, you know, not so much. We've sort of got a respite from it. Next week will be really when it all kicks in. And we're talking about, of course, Byron Lefwich. Can he lead Tom Brady and that offense to a Super Bowl? And how cool would that be that uh, Byron Lefwich would get a a Super Bowl ring for being a player, of course, being part of that Steelers team, and then being a coach on the Tampa Bay roster and with the goat of goats when it comes to quarterbacks, Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not going to deny it anymore. If there's a goat of goats when it comes to football, it's Tom Brady. If there's a goat of quarterbacks, it's Tom Brady. Whatever your measure of success is, whatever that, that threshold is, he has stepped on it trounced it, moved it so further than, you know, I don't know if we're going to see a quarterback like him with his longevity. It's not just collecting stats. That's the thing. He's not a collector. He's not been around so long. He's just collected. He's like, he has busted through. And, I mean, with football, let's be honest, there are a lot of quarterbacks that are very good. Hall of Famers. Outstanding in their in their careers. But, the measure of success we have fixated on Super Bowls, which, fair or not, it's an amazing achievement that Tom Brady's been able to do. I mean, we haven't even talked about Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and, and his future 
how bright his star is. I mean, we're going to see two very good quarterbacks. I don't know how much longer we've got Tom Brady, but you, know, you love to hate him or you you hate him or you love him. I mean, there's really not too many emotions when it comes to him. Either you hate the guy, you love to hate the guy, or you just appreciate what he's got. And so I'm kind of excited to see this Super Bowl just because Tampa Bay, back in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady having fun, it seems, getting everything in place, and Tampa Bay with a quarterback that a lot of people thought, okay, well, maybe it's Belichick. Maybe it's a combination of Belichick and Brady. Well, that might be true in that situation, but now look at what he's been able to do. You can't say it's all in Belichick. I mean, he, he stand, With this, I think he stands on his own. I think you can say that Belichick and the Patriots and the way they do things and the system, I mean, that contributed to a lot of Tom Brady's success, but at the same time, a lot of Tom Brady contributed to the Patriots' success, and I think that's rubbing off now on the Buccaneers. And, of course, next week we've got the Super Bowl for you coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And we'll also have that over on our sister stations, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl next week as uh, we get ready for all the excitement. It's just going to be different this year. Media Day is going to be a little different. I mean, how many crazy, stupid things are we going to miss out on because we don't have a traditional setup this year? How many reporters dressed up in brides' outfits, you know, won't be there proposing to Tom Brady. I mean, that's the thing. It's the circus. I think the players are going to maybe not miss some of the aspects of leading up to a Super Bowl. Everything's going to be virtual now. Everything's going to be completely different. Yes, still, some of those crazies will slip in. But at the same time, I mean, you had media day, and then you have real media day. We'll wrap it up when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. I'm Paul Swan for this Friday, January 29th. We're a week away from the Super Bowl. And we're another week away from Marshall basketball as the Thundering Herd will be tipping off here in a few minutes. Unfortunately, that game postponed. I haven't heard word yet on what the schedule might even look like when we get to that point where some of these games can be rescheduled. I mean, here's the challenge also for Marshall. I mean, Marshall has lost a couple home series, and you don't want to give those up. So Marshall's not going on the road. Whatever happens, I don't think the herd's going on the road. So that's one thing to keep in mind. How many of those games get made up? Do you make up two? Do you make up four? Hopefully that's it. We don't have to worry about any other makeups. How do you handle that? I mean, really, you don't also want to put this team in a situation where you're playing multiple games right up before the tournament, right? If other schools, other teams in Conference USA are not maybe going through a similar situation, how much is fair, right? That's where I'm trying to get at here. What's going to be fair? What's going to be proper? And so far... We don't know what the schedule is going to look like. And, of course, there is room built in the schedule to allow for some of this before the conference tournament. And with the conference tournament, it's going to be interesting. Back to the scene of the crime, right? 
last year when we were in this position where talking about shutting everything down and you know, you're ready to take the court and play a game and then you find out, no, you can't take the court because uh, this, um, this thing is uh, happening and we don't know how it's happening, why it's happening, and unfortunately, everything got shut down. So here's where we're at now. But as it stands right now, Marshall not in action this week, getting a chance to work on itself Whatever that outcome may be next week, I'm sure these guys are going to be hungry to play. At least they're going to have an opportunity to work with each other and practice before they play next week. And, of course, hopefully the women can overcome their situation as well and get back. Because I really think that Coach Kemper, he was getting it, I think, going to a point where this team was competitive. And when it had a setback on the win-loss column, it bounced back. As a team, I, I thought he had things going in a good direction. I was really positive on the women's team, and I don't think they get enough attention, to be quite honest. So uh, sometimes I stress them a little bit more because of that. But I really thought that the Coach Kemper had this team in a good place. I really wasn't concerned with anything. You, know, you don't like losses, but at the same time, you know, I think they responded well. Every time they've had some adversity, they've responded well. And so I was liking where this team was going. I mean, were they going to win the conference tournament? No, I'm not sure. But it's definitely going to be interesting. Same thing with the men. I think the men, once the men's team gets itself in consistent rhythm and, and consistently can play, I think this is a team you got to watch out for. This team, Western Kentucky, I mean, it's a toss-up right now in Conference USA. There's so many teams that can actually make the run, but I like putting my chips on Marshall. Biased as it may sound, I like my chips going on Marshall. I was willing to go in on the herd and say, this is going to be a team that you don't want to mess with. If things are going right and all cylinders are firing, this was the team to contend with in Conference USA. And with that said, that does it for this edition. I appreciate every one of you joining me. And for some reason, you didn't get a chance to listen to the show in its entirety, or you came in late, or guess what? Whatever your excuse may be, whatever happened, you couldn't listen to the show live, we've got you covered, and this goes for every day. You can listen to our podcast. We upload it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you're going to find the drive. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.